This is TechCrunch. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. You're listening to TechCrunch Startups. The five technical challenges Cerebris overcame in building the first trillion transistor chip by Danny Crichton. Superlatives abound at Cerebris, the until today stealthy next generation silicon chip company looking to make training a deep learning model as quick as buying toothpaste from Amazon. Launching after almost three years of quiet development, Cerebris introduced its new chip today, and it is a doozy. The wafer scale engine is 1.2 trillion transistors, the most ever, 46,225 square millimeters, the largest ever, and includes 18 gigabytes of on-chip memory, the most of any chip on the market today, and 400,000 processing cores. Guess the superlative. It's made a big splash here at Stanford University at the Hot Chips Conference, one of the silicon industry's big confabs for product introductions and roadmaps, with various levels of oohs and ahs among attendees. You can read more about the chip from Tiernan Ray at Fortune and read the white paper from Cerebris itself. Superlatives aside, though, the technical challenges that Cerebris had to overcome to reach this milestone, I think, is the more interesting story here. I sat down with founder and CEO Andrew Feldman this afternoon to discuss what his 173 engineers have been building quietly just down the street here these past few years, with $112 million in venture capital funding from Benchmark and others. Going big means nothing but challenges. First, a quick background on how the chips that power your phones and computers get made. Fabs like TSMC take standard-sized silicon wafers and divide them into individual chips by using light to etch the transistors into the chip. Wafers are circles and chips are squares, so there is some basic geometry involved in subdividing that circle into a clear array of individual chips. One big challenge in this lithography process is that errors can creep into the manufacturing process, requiring extensive testing to verify quality and forcing fabs to throw away poorly performing chips. The smaller and more compact the chip, the less likely any individual chip will be inoperative and the higher the yield for the fab. Higher yield equals higher profits. Cerebris throws out the idea of etching a bunch of individual chips onto a single wafer in lieu of just using the whole wafer itself as one gigantic chip. That allows all of those individual cores to connect with one another directly, vastly speeding up the critical feedback loops used in deep learning algorithms, but comes at the cost of huge manufacturing and design challenges to create and manage these chips. The first challenge the team ran into, according to Feldman, was handling communication across the scribe lines. While Cerebris's chip encompasses a full wafer, today's lithography equipment still has to act like there are individual chips being etched into the silicon wafer. 
So the company had to invent new techniques to allow each of those individual chips to communicate with each other across the whole wafer. Working with TSMC, they not only invented new channels for communication, but also had to write new software to handle chips with trillion-plus transistors. The second challenge was yield. With a chip covering an entire silicon wafer, a single imperfection in the etching of that wafer could render the entire chip inoperative. This has been the block for decades on whole wafer technology. Due to the laws of physics, it's essentially impossible to etch a trillion transistors with perfect accuracy repeatedly. Cerebrus approached the problem using redundancy by adding extra cores throughout the chip that would be used as backup in the event that an error appeared in that core's neighborhood on the wafer. You have to hold only 1%, 1.5% of these guys aside, Feldman explained to me. Leaving extra cores allows the chip to essentially self-heal, routing around the lithography error and making a whole wafer silicon chip viable. Entering Uncharted Territory in Chip Design Those first two challenges, communicating across the scribe lines between chips and handling yield, have flummoxed chip designers studying whole wafer chips for decades. But they were known problems, and Feldman said they were actually easier to solve than expected by reapproaching them using modern tools. He likens the challenge to climbing Mount Everest. It's like the first set of guys failed to climb Mount Everest. They said, shit, that first part is really hard. And then the next set came along and said, that shit was nothing. That last hundred yards, that's a problem. And indeed, the toughest challenges, according to Feldman, for Cerebrus were the next three, since no other chip designer had gotten past the scribe line communication and yield challenges to actually find what happened next. The third challenge Cerebrus confronted was handling thermal expansion. Chips get extremely hot in operation, but different materials expand at different rates. That means the connectors tethering a chip to its motherboard also need to thermally expand at precisely the same rate, lest cracks develop between the two. As Feldman explained, how do you get a connector that can withstand that? Nobody had ever done that before, and so we had to invent a material. So we have PhDs in material science, and we had to invent a material that could absorb some of that difference. Once a chip is manufactured, it needs to be tested and packaged for shipment to original equipment manufacturers, OEMs, who add the chips into the products used by end customers, whether data centers or consumer laptops. There's a challenge, though. Absolutely nothing on the market is designed to handle a whole wafer chip. How on earth do you package it? Well, the answer is you invent a lot of shit. That's the truth. Nobody had a printed circuit board this size. Nobody had connectors. Nobody had a cold plate. Nobody had tools. Nobody had tools to align them. Nobody had tools to handle them. Nobody had any software to test, Feldman explained. And so we've designed this whole manufacturing flow because nobody has ever done it. Cerebrus's technology is much more than just the chip it sells. It also includes all of the associated machinery required to actually manufacture and package those chips. Finally, all that processing power in one chip requires immense power and cooling. Cerebrus's chip uses 15 kilowatts of power to operate, a prodigious amount of power for an individual chip, although relatively comparable to a modern-sized AI cluster. All that power also needs to be cooled, and Cerebrus had to design a new way to deliver both for such a large chip. It essentially approached the problem by turning the chip on its side in what Feldman called using the Z-dimension. 
The idea was that rather than trying to move power and cooling horizontally across the chip, as is traditional, power and cooling are delivered vertically at all points across the chip, ensuring even and consistent access to both. And so those were the next three challenges, thermal expansion, packaging, and power and cooling that the company has worked around the clock to deliver these past few years. From theory to reality, Cerebrus has a demo chip. I saw one, and yes, it's roughly the size of my head, and it started to deliver prototypes to customers, according to reports. The big challenge, though, as with all new chips, is scaling production to meet customer demand. For Cerebrus, the situation is a bit unusual. Because it places so much computing power on one wafer, customers don't necessarily need to buy dozens or hundreds of chips and stitch them together to create a compute cluster. Instead, they may only need a handful of Cerebrus chips for their deep learning needs. The company's next major phase is to reach scale and ensure a steady delivery of its chips, which it packages as a whole system appliance that also includes its proprietary cooling technology. Expect to hear more details of Cerebrus technology in the coming months, particularly as the fight over the future of deep learning processing workflows continues to heat up. To hear everything you need to know about the week's top stories in tech from the people who wrote them, check out the TechCrunch podcast, hosted by me, TechCrunch Managing Editor Daryl Etherington. Each week we go in-depth on two or three of the week's top stories from in and around the startup ecosystem, and I'll be joined by the TechCrunch experts who covered them. They tell us why the news is so important and what they think matters most to you, our listeners, whether you're just interested in tech or that's where you make your living. New episodes drop every Saturday morning, so be sure to subscribe to the TechCrunch podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.